Yo, 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 what's up everybody, it's Tommy Runs, and this is the Run, Eat, Sleep Show. Um, today's episode, or this episode, was a little bit different, uh, thank you for tuning in. Before I tell you about this episode, I want you to pause this, go to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, I need your help. I have some people reaching out to talk to me about a little sponsorships here and there, um, and it will just help me get continue to get good, great awesome guests on the show so please make sure you subscribe share it with your friends share it to instagram go over to instagram follow us at at chip time running on instagram that's very important check out the merch we got merch yo we got all type of stuff i'm like i'll turn around and look backwards as if i'm on camera anyway check us out on at chip time running follow us there subscribe to this platform now on to this episode Today we're supposed to have Ben Bruce on the show. Ben Bruce, um, and hi, after the episode I talked to him, he had a little issue, um, and t- time zone change and differences and all that stuff, so it just didn't work out. Good thing was a good friend of mine, Aaron, uh, on Instagram, it's Aaron X Worldwide. Go follow him, A-A-R-O-N-X Worldwide. Follow him on Instagram. He's got a great story. He has great posts, great insight. Uh, just a dope dude in, in general. We run in through, we run together all, all the time because we're both in We Run 313. Uh, but we both have very, uh, we're very like-minded individuals when it comes to the running and concept of training and all that good stuff. So he was watching, saw me flailing. I cut out the beginning of this episode when we were waiting on Ben to come in. No shade towards Ben because he's going to be on the show next week as well. But it just didn't work out. So anyway... Um, he saw me flailing, uh, stalling, all that good stuff. He said, hey, let me help a friend out. He jumped on the episode. Uh, Aaron is very knowledgeable in the... He's very new to running, but he's um, he's a running nerd at this point now because he, you know, he listens to a lot of podcasts, does a lot of reading. Um, he's also uh, doing the Hanson's Marathon Method uh, style of training or... Um, you know, way to go uh, through through training and all that. So we were very like uh, alike in that sense. Uh, but he's just very knowledgeable about running in general, uh, even for someone so so new to running as he is. So it was a really cool conversation. We talked about our training uh, for Glass City coming up. He's doing the half marathon. I'm doing the full. Uh, he talked about that. We talked about the the race itself and um, the new changes that they're going to have in order to, in order for you to be able to participate and run. Um, just talked about training in general, high mileage, all that stuff. So we just went through the whole thing. It was just two friends kind of kicking it, um, answered a couple questions, I guess, throughout the process in uh, the live episode. So check out the live version or the IGTV version of it now on Instagram if you want to see the visuals of that. Um, follow Aaron, f- follow Chip Time Running, subscribe to this podcast. Thank you so much. Subscribe to this podcast. Thank you for joining this this episode. Um, Boston twenty twenty one. Are you qualified for this year? Thoughts on the smaller field? Okay, so yeah, I am not qualified for Boston twenty twenty one. I was att- attempting to do that at Glass City uh, last year, but Glass City had to cancel because of the coronavirus. Um, Boston. I'm planning on running Glass City on the twenty fifth next month, uh, April twenty fifth. But the cutoff date for Boston now for 2021 is the 23rd. Um, uh, But, yeah, so that sucks for me. So, yeah, I was going to try to do that. But since the cutoff for Boston is uh, April 23rd, I will not be able to submit whatever time I run 
to Boston to be able to get in. So really sad news on that side of things. Bright side of things is that hopefully 2022 Boston Marathon will not be like as restrictive. Um, it won't be like the COVID Boston Marathon. Um, it probably be more like normal. It will be back on Patriots Day, which is a big thing for the uh, New England area. Um, you know, that's always on Patriots Day, and it's a big thing. It's a big deal. People get the day off, all that stuff to come watch. So I think that, well, they get the day off anyway. No, it's normally on Patriots Day. It's a Monday, so whatever. But 2022, I think, will be, you know, the, a normal year for that race. And I think that the experience, you know, obviously it would be great both ways, but I think it will just be more of, like, the traditional Boston Marathon if you know, if I'm able to get into the 2022. So um, takes a little bit of the pressure off for this race coming up next month, but I, you know, I'm still putting all pressure on and my, and my number is low enough to make sure that I qualify uh, for sure for my age group. So um, still training really hard, haven't let up, um, probably and will not be letting up until after the race, get that number, and then maybe the next thing after that for me will be um, probably a half marathon uh, in the Detroit Free Press uh, just to work on speed and things like that. So um, that's my plan for 2021. I don't even know what year it is. 2021 um, is going to be a great year for everybody on this podcast. But, yeah, so yeah, this is not really working out for me. Um, yeah, so I don't know where the guest of today is. Hopefully he's okay. Hopefully it's okay. Yeah, uh, Kira, you are extremely official. Um, yeah, I don't think it will. Yeah, I don't think we Yeah, if you just got done working out, yeah, probably. Probably a better thing that you just, you know, just listen. You know, we don't want to see, you know, post-workout Kira. Because if the normal Kira is crazy, then we know that the post-workout Kira is definitely crazy. But... Um, unfortunately, it looks like the guest of the day has not joined yet. So hopefully, like I said, he's okay. Um, I'm sure you guys love Hassan. Are you busy right now? I mean, I'm calling people out. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be calling people out, but yeah, 20, 2,931 Hassan will be amazing. I'm sure of it, but 2021 is going to be good too. Um, <laughs> 20, 2,931. I wonder what that year would look like. I, I I don't even know if the planet will be around by then. But I mean, I'm not saying that it's gonna not be here. But that's a long time, you know. And unless we change a couple things, I'm not gonna start going down that road. I have running shoes behind me, running shirts behind me. I'm not here to talk about the end of the world, um, even though I'm obviously qualified to do so. Um, yeah. So if anybody wants to join. Whatever, join. If not, <clears throat> then I might as well. Um, yeah, I am. Thank you. Um, are you enjoying the show right now or are you enjoying the show? Hassan said he's enjoying the show um, and I'm doing amazing. And I feel like he means prior to this moment because right now is just me stalling. And I, I appreciate the compliment if you're saying I'm doing good right now. But, yeah, the show has been going really well. I've been lucky to have some really cool guests on the show. Um, and it's just turned out really well for me on that side of things and had some really cool conversations. Um, just so everybody knows, I mean, the goal of this is to talk about running and to talk about, you know, like 
all the technical stuff um, from time to time, but I really want to dig, I always want to dig deeper to find out more about the runners as people because, you know, unless Hassan is watching or Akira is watching, most of us can't. Yo, what's up? Okay, Aaron's joining the show. He, You had to have... All right, cool. This is going to be good. <laughs> um, but the goal of the show is to connect with people on a deeper level than just running because they're all people, you know? Show us some dance moves, Tommy. It would be you to say show some dance moves. I can't see you yet. I don't know why. Aaron, can you hear me? I, I can hear you, but I can't see anything. Uh-oh. Oh, there we go. There we go. I was hoping that you didn't do this by accident. You saw me. You saw me struggling. I had to uh, jump in for a friend to meet. Yeah, I mean, I was like literally like flailing in the water at this point. Um, yeah, so I think that that would be a good idea to talk about. You know, for us to jump on as a as a crew, like at least the four or five of us to talk about. You know, the race prior to. Because I yeah, think I think that would be sweet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So for, for those of you who don't know, this is Aaron. He is the man behind the scenes of We Run 313. Like all those dope pictures that you see of the group, it's probably Aaron taking the picture and doing all the crazy things with it. So this is the guy that also makes the group look amazing. Um, but then Aaron is also like the one of the experts so far, I mean, okay, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Like, I mean, okay, like what? He, Aaron is a student of the game for sure, um, and I feel like we we are alike in that sense where we kind of just want to know more about running and know why we're doing things and things like that, um, and then really don't mind jumping in and just like trying it out and seeing if it works out. Um, so like, where are you right now in your training? If you don't mind sharing everybody, like what's your, what's your goal race and how's it going? Um, well, much like you, my goal race will be in Glass City and Toledo. Uh, as long as they have a race, as we know, uh, from your, your show last week that they are trying to be, um, kind of like the, the benchmark setter for, uh, larger, post-pandemic races i would say but i mean we're still like fully into it but so hopefully they'll be able to figure that out and we'll be able to make that happen Mm -hmm. uh i'll be running a half marathon and getting out there and trying to uh you know set a a pb i guess they would say but you know this being able to race during this time and and just finishing the race would be nice so uh, i've got goals but I like to try to keep them a little close to the vest, but I've got goals for the race. We'll see how it goes. Man, you say he say you about to do a politician dance on here, trying to figure out how to not say that number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so like, yeah, I mean, because it it does feel cool. Like, what was your what were your first thoughts on Glass City when they made that announcement though um, about needing? So Glass City last week just made an announcement uh, for the Toledo. April 25th race that they will now require a vaccination shot, proof of a vac- proof of a vaccination or proof of a test, a negative COVID test. Um, wonder what your thoughts are on that when you first got it. I think it makes sense. Uh, it, it creates a safer environment, um, and it's pretty much in line with a lot of the smaller races, like the elite only races. Um, they've been doing the same thing where they yeah. require a, a recent negative test. So it's a, it's a safety measure that a lot of people may feel like uh, is slightly inconveniencing, but 
the alternative to that would be not racing. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you kind of got to, you can't be choosy. At this point, we want big races back. We want to get out there and be on a starting line with a bunch of people. So, uh, at this point, with the new world we live in, at least for the time being, we probably have to expect, you know, some other, some, some additional steps to be taken just to keep everybody safe and to, uh, you know, not look crazy to the world. Like, why are they gathering yeah. 5,000 people in one place yeah. without any kind of safety measures? You know, that's, that's not a good look either. So, uh, you know, since the beginning of, since, since the pandemic really started last March, uh, I've tried to do everything I can to keep myself out of harm's way. So right. to take an extra step to do something as, you know, could we have the privilege to race? It's not like we're entitled to race. Right, so right. to get the, to have the privilege to race and just to know that I got to go take a free COVID test, uh, the trade-off doesn't seem too crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, because like, I think, uh, so like, I'll, obviously, you know, I want a safer environment for everyone that wants to run. Um, that, you know, that makes you feel good, obviously. But then, on a, on a selfish, like as a, for a selfish moment, I saw it as this is happening, you know, because like you said, the alternative is that it could get canceled. And just like I think a lot of the races last year, there was no solution like this. You know, there was no moment where it's like um, it just was it just you're there at the whim of the city or the state or, you know, whatever to say like, OK, yes or no, or just get cut off uh, or get their permit pulled. This to me was like that moment where it's like this actually is going to happen. I mean, because if you're if you're taking all the pro- the proper precautions, it's not. I mean, it is five thousand people, but they've kind of broken it up. So at one point, they're they're still not going to reach the the max. You know, outside gatherings. So it's really cool. Um, ra- rapid tests are now becoming more readily available, free and local. Okay, and so the cool thing. Wait, grab one in the area to take before. Uh Okay. Wait. So, are you so Glass City? Are you saying grab one in your area? Okay, grab one in your area. I'm like, I thought they were saying grab one in the area at the packet pickup because that would be great. Like, if you could just get a little, you know, get a little test. But I think that just having the the option, having that that out there, I think that a lot of races will happen now. Like, if this goes off well and there's, it's not in like an event of you know some spreader event or whatever, which it doesn't seem like it will be because they're taking the right measures. Um, I think you'll start seeing a lot of races happen in May, June, and July, you know, all through the summer that may not have even thought that it'd be possible. Yeah, and uh, the race director, his name uh, escapes me right now, but Clint. when he made the point that uh, most marathons are, uh, you know, participate, most marathon participants are over the age of 50 years old, hmm. that felt kind of crazy yeah. to think, but when when you really... Uh, think back to the races that you go to. Yeah, it is a lot more people that are a little older than us. Yeah. So, uh, and as they roll out the vaccines, and you know the vaccines are going to the uh, older people first. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that uh, an event like a marathon would be one that could could come back a little sooner, just because the demographic is skewed a little a little older. Yeah. Uh, and then you know I watch the I watch the news and I see you know ten thousand spring breakers on 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 the beach in in Florida and it's like. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I guess you can't really shut the beach down, but yeah, 
people want to get back outside, and I understand. But, yeah. you know, doing it in a, a safe way is, is probably my preference. Well, it's definitely my preference. Yeah, and then cause I, I, it, what kind of took me off guard, took me by surprise, was, like, the the amount of people after that, that conversation with Clint was, like, you know, there's some people in the comments that was, like, you know, this is it. I'm done. You know, I'm selling my bib. I'm selling the thing. I, I don't want to do it. And I could, I mean, I honestly could see if, where, you know, where people are coming from, they're like mandatory shot. You know, that's, that's, I mean, because then you start get dig, you know, digging into like people's beliefs of things and, th- you know, all that stuff and trust in the shot. But if, if it's just to say like, hey, you just got to stick a thing up your nose or whatever, get a test or whatever, you know, I, I mean, I just don't see that as like a breach of the contract. I mean, the contract somewhere in there says that it needs to keep people safe so i would assume that this is a way to do it all right and we're not gonna get into the contract law and, and that type of thing or the <laughs> yeah. political conversation either but yeah it's 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 an inconvenience but it's it's not the end of the world for me personally yeah i'll take I'll, i've taken a few tests already i'll take another one to do something that i want to do i've taken tests to go to work and i don't necessarily always want to go to work so you know to do something that i actually want to do so that's cool right yeah like oh yeah you'll take this one what about um like what's what's for training like let's go back to like your your training thing what um because you've done the hansen's method uh hansen's marathon method for the half a few different a couple different times this is your third one right yeah. So what um, what have you learned about yourself like in this one so far? I mean, I know we still have like four or five weeks left, technically, um, five and a half really. Um, what have you learned about yourself in this training block that's different than others? Um, I was talking to Lance about this the other day too. Uh, one, I would say that uh, growth or progress as far as uh, pace and fitness and everything like that it's not always linear. Mm-hmm. So, um, whereas, you know, one training block, you might make a big jump, let's say five minutes over, uh, you know, the course of a marathon, you might break your last time by five minutes. Yeah. That doesn't always guarantee that every time you go through a program that you're going to take five minutes off your time. Yeah. So yeah. it's just really, um, gauging how you feel and trying to keep that balance of fitness but also freshness because uh, there gets to a point where you push your body a little too hard mm-hmm. and the training becomes counterproductive. Yeah. So just knowing uh, knowing where that sweet spot is between uh, pushing and holding back a little bit. So Because you don't want to peak too early. I've yeah. done that before, and that is very upsetting, and it feels yeah. like you wasted a whole training block. But, yeah, I, I feel like I'm becoming more aware of what my body is trying to tell me and, yeah. and the third time around that's really helped yeah i think i think that's a good way to look at it too i mean because you you just feel like it's because you know running a lot of times can be compared to like weightlifting i guess in a sense but where whereas like weightlifting you know um you you kind of continue to get bigger i mean especially if you're switching up your program and things like that you'll continue to see things differently like you'll you'll be able to lift a little bit more you may not see it on the outside but you'll be able to move a little bit more weight around or whatever but running is is it, there's definitely one of those moments where like you you could just not plateau but you you're you're moving on a you may not be getting faster, but you're getting stronger for sure. But you just can't really see it yet because the numbers running is so numbers based. It's hard not to compare like, dude, like three months ago, I could do this. But 
you don't know what you're building under there and it and you you don't know until like that day when you just let it all out if it this whole thing worked or not like so there's a lot of faith involved in like your training program when it comes to these things because like right now i uh the other day i felt great you know yesterday i felt like crap you know and it, it is what it is and you just have to just continue and hope that on that day you lace it up it's there for however whatever the distance you're signed up to run yeah and it's interesting being uh being runners that that kind of just got into it later in our lives mm-hmm. rather than people that have been through the the ringer through high school yeah you know cross country in high school running on the track or cross country in college running on a track when you come to the sport later on in life it's like you, you're your legs are still that of somebody that is maybe in high school or still developing. So as much as you want to just like step on the gas and push it because you've seen these guys on YouTube or the guys on Instagram that they, you know, put on your, your story or whatever. And you see them doing these huge workouts and just nailing them. It's like, you have to realize like, no, I'm I'm still not there. I got to, I have to be the best in my program. I got to be the best for what's, for what I'm trying to do rather than, you know, looking, looking elsewhere and thinking you're not doing enough. So like, like I, I tell people, you know, you would rather get to that start line that get to that starting line at 96% fitness and your legs are fresh rather than 108% fitness, but your legs are dead and you can't even, yeah. you know, pick them up and put them down for more than five miles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and it it's with social media, it's just such a pressure, you know, to, I mean, we put it on ourselves. I mean, I don't think anybody really cares. You know, some, I mean, some people, I guess, do. But, you know, nobody really cares. So it's like we got to just sometimes pull back and realize that, like, some of these people that are posting numbers that look amazing, you know, you don't know what, you, you don't, you don't know what the rest of their training plan looks like. You don't know what their diets are. You, your PR could be 30 minutes quicker than theirs, but they're posting stuff that's faster than yours on a daily somehow, you know? Um, and I just think that's that's a weird aspect of like training too, because we are we all look up to some of these people that are faster and things. We just don't know what their program looks like. All we see is like those 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 workouts that they share. You know, you don't know if those if that fast video was just um, you know some strides at the end of a super slow workout. You know, and it just looks amazing, all that stuff. So I've had to learn that I just need to. On easy days, I'm trying to get better at just taking it easy, yeah. you know. Because as you grow, as like as I've you know gained fitness and grown as a runner, um, it's really easy to go at speed that feels easy, but in the grand scheme of things, it may not be easy. You know what I'm saying? Like not to like get weird throwing numbers around, but just to be real, like seven like. In the beginning of a training plan for me, 750 seems a little taxing sometimes because it's like I'm not in a groove yet. But then now it's 750 seems fairly easy. But I know if I if I do that every day, day in, day out on easy days, there's a chance that, you know, when Glass City comes around, I, I may not be ready because I could have just slowed down a little bit more. I could have listened. You know what I'm saying? Like I could have just dialed it back and looked at the, instead of looking at your watch to see how fast you're going, like look at it to see like, Oh, I can pull back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, something that a lot of beginners or like novice runners run, they run into that problem because you, you build that fitness so much early on when you were going from 
on the couch to not running from not running to maybe you are running three, four times a day. I mean, four times a week and you see, you know, oh, wow, I ran a mile yesterday and I'm 30 seconds faster today. Or, you know, I, I tried a 5K uh, two weeks ago and I ran this one two minutes faster. And you get caught up thinking, you know, this is how it's going to be. I'm just going to keep getting faster and faster every day. And I got to hammer every day because that's the only way I'm going to get faster. But once you get into something that's structured, um, a program that's structured, you realize that the benefit is being able to really smash those workouts, Mm -hmm. nail those workouts. And those easy days are there to help you recover from those workouts. Mm -hmm. You know, those easy days, try to make them as easy as possible. And those hard days, you want them to be hard. You don't want to. You don't want to get caught in that middle ground, that gray area, of, you know. Those easy days are starting to creep up into those moderate, those tempo type runs because you're you're chasing what you did yesterday, or you're chasing a time that you think is supposed to be your easy time. So, right. with uh, experience comes wisdom. You you start to understand what your body needs. You start to understand what your body is telling you, mm-hmm. and you learn how to implement it. So, one day, like I, like I was telling you on an easy run a couple weeks ago, Thursdays are always a, a super strange day for me because it's supposed to just be an easy run, but my legs are usually dead because I do a workout, a strength workout on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't run at all. So it's just something weird about coming back from a day of not running yeah, and yes. working out into an easy day and it's just like you kind of feel like your your feet are in the mud and yeah. you just but as somebody said in the in the chat those easy days really mentally prepare you to to make it through because yeah, yeah you might get to a mile three of a six mile easy run and you're like oh my god this is never gonna end mm, yeah, but yeah yeah you find you find it in your mind you don't push harder physically but you find it in your mind to be tougher and to tough it out especially if you're like us and uh, we just got through a pretty brutal few months of weather. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the sun is shining today. It's been <laughs> today. Shining all week. And uh, we're hoping that it stays this way. But we've been uh, tested in, in many different ways since uh, since we finished the, the free press. Let's yeah, say pretty that. much, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we've been... And and I think, I think easy runs, like, I, I like the way that was going because, like, the easy runs to me is... You know, when you're, if you got like a tempo, if you're running 10 miles and you decide like to pick it up, pick up the pace a little bit, you know, obviously you're out there for a less, less, you know, period of time, but just the act of moving faster just makes you, it just allows you to kind of get more in a zone and it makes time go by a little quicker. Um, as for like when you're talking about a slower, easy pace run, that's like very deliberate. Those are those runs. that's like, I mean, am I, am I still out here? Like this is only four. I still got six more to go, you know? And I think that though, that those moments that you're sharpening mental toughness, but then you're talking about patience at that point, you're talking about control at that point. And it seems dumb to be talking about like you need patience and control, like on an eight mile easy run on a Monday, but sharpening that part of your your mind helps for that like 26.2 or that 13.1 because even though you're going at your goal pace or whatever it is we all know that it takes extreme patience in some of those races if you're fit to not go too fast in the beginning to not come out uh, too hot um and it takes that 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 
tool to be sharpened to say like, hey, let me pull this back a little bit or stay right here. Like my first five mile splits, I need them to be exactly the same almost, you know? And if you don't do that in training where all your runs are just, you know, start slow and end like everything just speeds up because that's just how you are, you may you may tend to do that in a race, which turns out to not be so good in the end. Yeah. It's like anybody can have the tools, but a true master knows which tool to use. Oh, okay, you know, sensei. You feel me? You don't want you don't want to pull out the screwdriver when you should be using a hammer. Right. You know? Right. It's like so it's the same thing with running. You don't wanna you don't wanna if, if the day is supposed to be easy, but you you know you're running, the legs feel fresh, and you're like, well, you know, I, I might can throw a couple quick miles in here. Yeah. It's like, is that is that just for your ego, or is that actually something that's helping the plan? You right. know, it, it, everything has a place. Every run should have a purpose when you're training. You know, if, if you're just out there to get the miles in, that's fine too. You know, mm-hmm. we all we all do that too. But if you're in a structured plan. You have to know. I like to go into each run knowing the purpose of the run. Why mm-hmm. am I doing this today? Yeah. So, like they say, find your why. Why am I doing this run today? What am I trying to accomplish today? And at the end of the day, either you will or you won't. But you also have to know if I don't accomplish my goal today, I just got to start tomorrow with a, a fresh slate and mm-hmm. I got another opportunity to, to get the most out of it. But you're right. Discipline, control. Uh, all of these things are unbelievably important, especially for less experienced runners. I like I like to believe that we are still less experienced runners oh, compared yeah. to people like Hassan or Kira or these people that's just like doing crazy things out there on the roads mm-hmm. or even on the track because Hassan is crazy on the track too. So yeah, yeah. just just to know that they've spent years upon years sharpening that tool, mm-hmm. knowing sure i could get out at this pace but the risk reward is, is it worth it mm-hmm. even in a race you know like people know that yeah i there's a possibility that i can hold this pace but maybe if i stay patient early on like mm-hmm. you said stay patient early on in a marathon rather than oh like you get out there you're feeling fresh maybe i should push it 10 seconds uh, ahead they say you know they say all the time that you uh, deposit early on, yeah. you have to withdraw later on with interest. So yeah, with interest. <laughs> with interest, and so that that with, that with interest is called a wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's when you start, you know, hobbling and you yeah. get disoriented, and yeah. you're just trying to find some semblance of a finish line. Yeah, but then you realize you're still five miles away from it, and you don't know if you'll ever finish. So it, yes, all of these things are running is a, an unbelievable metaphor for life. Uh, you gotta. It, it's just so many ch- translatable skills that you learn, especially in a training plan that that goes right along with any type of pursuit of any success in life. So that's why I love running so much. It's just it, it teaches you so much through actual experience right. rather than reading a book. Or I mean, we read books too, but just the the real life experience you gain through running is is second to none, really. Yeah, and I like I like when you you know mentioned that like you know if if fine tuned athletes that have been doing this their whole lives pretty much are following a very structured plan and have a purpose with every run, then you know then we should too. And you know I think that like the comparison to us and professional athletes can it can be funny at times because it's like 
we take it the wrong way a lot. We're like, oh, well, they run hard, you know, and it looks like they do it all the time, so maybe I should too. But if you really look into what their training plans really are, they're, they're what we think is hard for them, you know, could be like our moderate, you know, it, you know, or like it could really be their moderate, you know, and we just need to take our take a little little humble pie or whatever and just go like, hey, really my easy pace should be like 839. You know what I'm saying? Because if Hassan is out there and we just running together and he's just chilling, easy running and we both going eight, eight flat, I cannot get in my mind that this is the same easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't because his gear goes much lower than mine. Like, I mean, he'll go into four something pretty easy, you know, and that and that's nowhere where I can go for very long at all. So I think we have to really if we're going to compare ourselves, we have to compare the whole picture. And that's also why I wanted to start this show was to be able to talk to some of these people. And number one, make you realize that like they are people. I mean, they are they do have the same issues and thoughts that we do about training. Um, and there's so many things that we can take away from them on a, from a life standpoint, but then also how they look at this whole grand scheme of things. And I've heard something you said earlier about you know am, amateurs. They say amateurs run uh, run too hard on easy days and not fast and not hard enough on on the hard days you know and that's that's the goal like if you can reframe your thinking to say on a hard day i want to like i almost don't want to finish you know like you want to finish you want to feel good but like you don't hurt yourself either but you want to go hard like as hard as you can and the only way you can do that over and over is by taking a taking a seat you know and going easy on on the easy days and that's what I've taken away from this this training plan too. It may not look like it because I'm trying to get better at it, but like I'm trying my best to pull back. And then also for the from this training plan, recovery has been like the 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 key, bro. Like I thought I was doing doing well, like foam rolling and all that stuff before, but the routine of stretching, foam rolling, and going to run Detroit, I mean ramp Detroit, is. Like, I don't think that I would be running if I wasn't going to Ramp Detroit, just flat out. I don't think that, like, with the mileage that I'm putting on my body right now, I'm not sure. In the, in the way I feel at the bad times, I'm like, I know for sure if this was, like, six months ago, I'd probably be sitting down. Because the way that they, she goes into them, like, I went there today. The reason why I'm sitting in this chair, I'm going to sit here until I run later because she almost killed me twice. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Aaron. She's a... Uh... A torture specialist. Yeah, if you're in the yeah, if you're in the Detroit area, you have to go by Ramp Detroit. It's recovery, athletics, mobility, and performance. There you go. Um, and she's in, she's in Detroit. Uh, it's she does a really great job, and you can tell her to go easy on you. She won't kill you. But if you got some 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 knots in there and all that stuff, she'll she'll find them for sure. Um, so what's your, what's your, like, what, I heard you say something about, like, you know, your, your workouts on Wednesdays, like, how hard are you going on those Wednesdays? We don't talk about that much, but like, are you going hard on Wednesdays with strength? Well, um, I follow a program from coach Kyrie, uh, the, she's our, our strength and conditioning coach where we run three on three and, uh, a lot of body weight stuff. There's a lot of movement stuff, a lot of specific movement stuff. So I wouldn't say necessarily I'm going hard because, uh, it's not a lot of load or anything like that, but it's just uh, trying to condition the body to move in a more efficient way. Mm-hmm. So a lot of uh, lunges, a lot of different uh, 
planks and 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 things like that. So just it's we as runners we tend to constantly stress the same muscles and constantly stress the same ligaments and joints because running is such a repetitive motion. Yeah. So just getting out of that <clears throat> linear movement pattern, getting into more lateral movement patterns, um, more explosive movements and things like that, it uh. It, it, it shocks the system a little bit after yeah. just being strictly someone that's running all the time. So it's it's a good change of pace, and uh, of course, anything that strengthens the body is gonna gonna create a, a more holistic athlete. So that's what we want to try to be. We don't want to just be runners. We want to be athletes who run. Right. So I've always considered myself an athlete, but I don't know. Hey. I don't know if I really qualify, but you know, I've always considered myself to be an athlete. So. Yeah. It, it makes sense to me. And I feel like I feel like I because you were running a lot. You've been since I've known you. You've been running, and obviously we met at you know we were on three on three. But I feel like the, the when you you know you did you did some races prior to uh, Glass City last year. But some somewhere in there you you switched and said I'm dedicated. I'm like I'm dedicating to this. You know, and then it went from just like running. You know. 20, 30 miles, whatever you were doing, I'm not sure, to, like, structured as hell, um, working out, everything. And, like, to the point where you you, pr- you probably turned that switch on too hard in the beginning and then kind of o- maybe overtrained for Glass City last year. Uh, what made you, like, switch? And then how would you suggest someone that's maybe still in maybe in a training plan now, how would you suggest that they turn that switch on safely to maybe even be a, a stronger, better runner in say like a month and a half? Um, so I think meeting people that were, um, a little more focused on racing, mm-hmm. uh, kind of changed, kind of turned the tide for me. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy running. Yeah. Um, I, I, I lost, 50 pounds, 60 pounds. I was living a pretty sedentary lifestyle. Um, and it, it caught up to me. I wasn't, uh, being mindful of my diet or anything mm-hmm. like that. So it was, a uh, running was a part of a lifestyle, uh, a overall lifestyle change I wanted to make. So I, I just started running, uh, kind of just doing whatever felt right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once I got with, uh, the run club, we run three on three, it really uh, opened my eyes up to a a new world almost of competitive racing right. because I, I never I, I I've always just thought like you know I I've done I've done a couple uh, races before I got with the club and it was just to kind of prove to myself that I could do it you know um, the medals never really were that important to me it was just more so knowing that I could accomplish this goal that I set out to do right. But once I got with you guys and I seen that you were a little more serious about about racing and about putting down times that you would be, uh, you know, willing to, to kind of to, to brag about, you know, it's cool to say, you know, I, I broke this barrier mm-hmm. in a certain race, even though most people would be like, oh, you ran a 5K marathon. Awesome. It's like, <laughs> you kind of got to school them to what, yeah, what's yeah. going on. But, yeah. you know, the people that know, they know. So it's cool to to be able to, to kind of flex uh, what you did. So, uh one day, you know, me and you were having a conversation and you said, if you're going to be out there for 30 miles a week, 40 miles a week, you might as well 
you know, you might as well do it structured and you might as well get to the starting line of a race knowing that you're prepared right. and you're ready to, to conquer a, a distance and a time that you set out to do. Right. So I took that advice. Um, I looked up some, some training plans, settled on the uh, Hanson's uh, philosophy. I bought the book because uh, I don't like to be in the dark with things. So right, right. I'm, I'm sort of obsessive. So I kind of just... <laughs> I wanted to dive into. I I, I downloaded the uh, advanced plan because I, I, I <laughs> yeah. was already running yeah. and I was running a lot of miles that I could I could do. I was oh yeah, I'm, know, a, I'm advanced. I'm not a beginner. I've been doing this for a whole year now. Right. So I downloaded the uh, advanced plan and it was an 18 week marathon plan. It was my first marathon segment. No oh, good. Uh, I had ran three half marathons prior. So I'm just like, all right, I'm going to stick to this plan. And as long as I nail every workout of this plan and I nail every run of this plan, I'll be able to run my, the marathon in the time that I want to run. No. And it was going great. It was it was a little challenging at first, but things got to be a little more uh, routine. And I'm a person that loves routine, so that was cool. And uh, I get to about week 11, week 12 legs starting to feel a little heavy but i read in the book you know hey it's, it's tired leg you know it's supposed your legs are supposed to be tired yeah so i keep just pushing on i get to the nine mile tempo the 10 mile tempos later in a plan and yep. i just i i wasn't uh executing the runs like i thought i would be able to yeah. and it was at a pace that wasn't it, it didn't necessarily feel like it should have been that hard right so I kind of ignored that and just said, well, you know, it's just a part of, it's just a part of the process. You know, it'll all work itself out. Right. And I, I, well, luckily for me, I didn't have to, I didn't have to DNF in glass city because it went uh, virtual, uh, about <laughs> three or four, maybe five weeks before the actual race day. Yeah. I don't because know. A little thing called a uh, coronavirus happened. And, uh, but hold on, let me interject. Like, sorry to interject, but like when you talked about this, you know, this, um, the advanced plan and you were running a lot of miles whatever let's be let's like let's be real here you one at your peak month how many miles did you do that month uh that was march of 2020 and the peak was 258 miles in a month yes and that was 75 ish miles more than i've ever ran in one month so it probably wasn't the the smartest most efficient use of my time yeah 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 i mean i think that that's like that's it's it's because when you're when you're running already you're just like okay because on paper it looks like you're gonna go from if you're already running 20 30 miles it looks like on paper you're just gonna slowly ramp up into get to the 50 something which it which is true but if you don't have you know, like six set, like if you don't have a long period of time where you, where 20, 30 miles is almost nothing to you, that's, that's when these plans get weird. You know, yeah. you can't be like, you know, 75, 80% effort at 20, at 30 miles, you know, a, a week, and then think that all of a sudden you're just going to throw this volume in there and it's going to ramp up to, you know, 60 miles. You were doing 63, 65 mile weeks or something like that at one point. Um, and the funny part was I was farther along in you than the, in this whole like grand scheme of like 
training block and segment thing, and you were way past me, and I was like deep in a, in my training block as a marathoner. So I'm like, this guy is crushing it, right? I didn't know to tell you to slow down either. <laughs> I was just like, wow, you're getting it. Like I'm mad at my coach because I'm not running 2:56 a month. Like, what am I doing here? But it's cool to see that you like you didn't just say like this plan doesn't work. You said, oh, okay, well here's probably where I went wrong, and then just reapplied that knowledge but then now you're just a different athlete because you have that long tail of volume yeah for sure so um like you were saying what did i do to figure out what went wrong Mm -hmm. uh i really i'm just always constantly in search of more knowledge uh as far as running so i'm listening to podcasts i'm reading every article i can imagine i'm using up all my free articles on runners world every month because (laughs) you know you only get five so i'm using all of those up i'm watching youtube videos i'm just trying to to surmise as much information that's available because we have this wealth of knowledge available all around yeah uh that 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 we can are we're privy to we can just tap in whenever we want to so if if something is that important to you if you're going to be putting that much time into something you might as well be doing it from an informed state you don't want to just go into it blindly and say you know i think i'm doing it right it's like no if you're going to be dedicating multiple hours a week uh pretty much giving up your weekends for this you you might as well be doing it for a reason and you might as well be able to at least kind of explain what you're doing and why yeah. you're doing it. So that, that helped a lot. I just taking in as much information as I could. And then, uh, just up trying to apply it because that's another thing we, it's because there is so much information filtering out what is important for you and what works for you and what necessarily doesn't is important as well. Yeah. So you might be reading an article that, could be a little below the level that you're on. So they might be saying, you know, maybe you should only be running three days a week or four days right, a week, right. which which works for people if they're just starting out. Or, you know, some people just does, don't have that uh, physical ability to get out and run six or seven days a week. So three mm-hmm. to four days a week might be what's at best for them. Or you might be reading or you might be listening to a podcast of two professionals that's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out there hammering 140 miles a week. Yeah. Uh, I held 140 miles a week for, you know, Months. four or five weeks in a row. I feel great. I feel like I'm going to smash my race. It's like you have to understand that they're at that level because of the, the building blocks that they already put in and the foundation that they already built. So yeah. it's just being able to find the information, being able to apply the information and making the tweaks when you, you get that feedback from your body and you get that feedback from your performance to know, okay, I had the, I, I built the intelligence enough to know this is why this is happening and this is why this is happening. So maybe I should tweak this or I should tweak that. So what I came, uh, so I end up being overtrained for the marathon in last spring in, uh, for Glass City. We ran virtual. It was terrible experience for me. I tried to run a half marathon, and I ran my worst time I ever ran, even from my first one. Yeah. So I I knew something was wrong. I took a couple weeks off. I went back to the drawing board. I committed myself to understanding uh, what happened. So 
I felt like my training plan was too long. Mm -hmm. So 18 weeks for a beginner runner, yeah. which I should have been begin I should have understood that I'm still a beginner runner. An 18 week marathon segment was a bit overkill. Uh, running 65 miles a week was very overkill, <laughs> and I wasn't doing any supplemental training. So I wasn't yeah. working out. I wasn't doing any core. No mobility. I was, I was running so much. It was such a, a, a change in my lifestyle that it was hard to find time yeah. to, for the, the small things, the recovery, foam rolling, stretching, yeah. Yeah. massage, anything like that. It was just hard to find time to do that. So I made a commitment that I would run less volume over a shorter training segment, and I would supplement my, my running with more uh, athletic-specific uh, exercise mm -hmm. and it paid off. Uh, yeah. I ran a half marathon in the fall at the free press. It was virtual, but uh, I, I ran my personal best time and I learned a lot along the way. We trained throughout the summer. It was torturous because it was hot and we were trying to avoid uh, the coronavirus, as we know. So it was a, a, a interesting block of training, but it taught me a lot and I those um, lessons and apply them now and it's just retraining if you don't get faster it's not a wasted training block uh, there's always more to learn and there's always fitness to be gained so that I wouldn't be the runner I am today if it wasn't for the quote-unquote failures i had in the past yeah i, I think but that's I, that's what i think it, it's crazy because like um i ended up kind of saying that to sarah hall of all people on this show was like because she was talking i mean obviously she i mean she didn't have a great um olympic trials i mean because you only get one shot at that so i mean i could see that why that's just so terrible you know in your head there but um Without that training block, that she felt amazing. She said that that was the best she felt leading into a race ever, right? Um, and in your head, you think I think that that failure just shadows everything. Like, and now all of a sudden, that big training block you did, and how great it was, up to a certain point when you got overtrained, we just think like, oh, you could easily just throw that away and then switch everything up and just decide that this isn't the thing for you. But a failed training block. If you can take from it and learn from it, that's one thing. But then the other part is you're not going to lose that. I mean, you, you'll lose a little fitness, but it's the the base is there now. You know, now you just got to be smart and maybe pull back a little bit, like you said, and take the next steps. And I think the most important thing about like your story is being hungry to find the right information, but then just taking the the, the correct next step. You know, like we hear all, like you said, we hear all these people talk about how all these things that they do, a hundred something miles or whatever. But that's not your next step. Like we see, like you know, I'm like, oh, I'd love to get to like you know, 90 miles, 100 miles, or something like that. But I was frustrated with my training plan and my coach because, like, I'm like, okay, well, when you know, like two segments ago, I'm like, when do I get to, you know, 70, 80 miles? You know, like she's like. <laughs> Not this one, you know. And then I'm glad that I had that to hold me back, um, to to make sure because you're taking that, you got to take that next step, that next right step. Because if you take, if you jump, it happens where you think everything's great until it's not. You know what I mean? So if everybody's watching, if you're watching this and you're like, y'all want to get faster, stronger, or whatever, 
just do some research, listen, and just figure out what's the next step for you. You know, because if you're, like you said, if you're at four or five days a week, obviously running three days a week isn't the advice you take. But even in that, there's something for you to take. Maybe going a little easier, maybe whatever. So um, if you're if you're listening, it's like, yo, just throw in. You, you need strength training. You need mobility. You need stretch. You need all that stuff. You got to base it around your lifestyle, what works for you, um, and just stay consistent in that. Because if you say, if you add, if I'm running, I'm running 70 miles or whatever, or 60 to 70 miles a week right now, and if I didn't learn to add this stuff in and incorporate it with life, then I'd be hurt again. I know it, you know? So you got to find out, like, don't just jump from one to the other. You got to figure out and pick up all these little pieces along the way, you know, all these breadcrumbs. We got to figure out how to pick up and learn as we go because now I know for sure that this is going to be a good race for you just because I can see the way you're going at it. I don't want to, you know, jinx you or anything like that, but you're putting in the work and it you can tell and you're smart too with the decision that you're making it's like oh let me pull back you know it's quick because you learned that before you know you're not you don't have to learn from a mistake you can see the mistake coming and say like never mind i'm gonna I'm switch it up a little bit yeah and i think that's uh one of the challenges of being a uh, a self-coached athlete mm-hmm. so a lot of us don't have the uh, benefit of a coach right. um, whether it's due to us not necessarily being professionals. I know a lot of professionals do have coaches or just we don't have, we don't see the benefit of paying that much money for someone to, to watch our training, yeah. which is understandable. But you do have to understand that if you are coaching yourself, you have to be honest with yourself. Mm. So that's one thing a coach can do from 10,000 feet that you might not be able to see when you, when you're actually in it, you know, uh, you might, you might get in your own head about things. You might say, you know, I know I can hit these paces. I know I can hit these paces. But if you aren't hitting the paces, you have to be honest with yourself and know maybe I should pull it back a little bit. Maybe this is a bit too challenging right now. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you won't ever be able to do it. But right now, it's probably not in your best interest to be striving to hit paces that you're having a, a, a real hard time hitting. So yeah. when, when you're self-coached, you have to be able to take a uh, a broader view so we don't want to just think about the workout tomorrow we want to think about how the workout tomorrow uh affects the long run on sunday Mm -hmm. which in turn affects the workout on tuesday which in turn you know affects the the rest day on wednesday so it's it's just a coach will do a great job of being able to uh broaden your view but if you're self-coached like a lot of us are you have to be able to remove yourself from that one failed workout or even that one great workout that you're like, mm-hmm. Oh, I smashed this tempo run. It felt like nothing. Maybe yeah. I should, you know, yeah, my yeah. target all of a sudden more seconds per mile. It's right, like, right. that sounds good, but are you prepared for that? You yeah. know, you want to make sure that the training is challenging you enough, but you don't want to be out there shoulders deep in the water flailing, just trying mm-hmm. to hang on because yeah. That you're either going to end up overtrained or you're going to end up hurt. And a hurt runner will never run the PR that they want to run. You know, an overtrained runner will probably never run that, that goal time that they want to run just because it's just, it, it's, you, you've pushed yourself too hard. Your body has told you no, and you have to listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, coaches are definitely, you know, are, you, this, they, they give you that objective look. 
at you know at the whole thing because you know running is very you know it's you're you're in your feelings you're in your body you know what it feels like it's like you know, I it, like you said, and it can go on a, on a good side too. You're like, yo, this is this is too easy. I feel great, and it may be, and you may need to, based on your numbers, maybe you do need to switch up some things, or you may need somebody to say, okay, you know, we'll switch, but do this for two, three more weeks. You know, show you know, don't just go off of one week's workouts. Show me this and that, and then we'll see what we got to do, and then. You know, honestly, unless you were just way off on your goals for like a half or a full, and you just were you were shooting for a four hour when you really are capable of a three fifteen, you know, like that's a big difference. But if you're talking about like a five minute swing or something like that, I think the the it, it can be dangerous to go lower, you know, um, without the, without a plan ahead of the time to do so, because you might as well go in like you said before, you might as well go in um, under trained and full, fully fit and fresh so you can finish strong and maybe negative split, you know, the back half of whatever it is. Rather than say, oh, I'm faster than this, let me, let me push, and next thing you know, you're overtrained, hurt, or something. You know what I mean? So coaches are cool, and, you know, there's so many different programs out there. Like, I look at it more like a gym membership to me, where it's like if I'm going to pay for a gym membership that I hardly go to in the summer anyway, I might as well pay somebody to help me you know, reach my goals in this running thing. But, you know, if you're not one of those people, like you said, there's so many YouTube videos, books, all that stuff that can just give you some decent information, listen to your body, and just make sure you're more of a, like, if you can make yourself a well-rounded runner, that's, that's the goal. Like, because if you're just fast and you don't do anything else outside of that, you're, you're, you're screwed, you know, so, uh uh-oh. Tend Sorry to about base that. Our entire, uh, you good? Okay, we t- tend to kind of base our entire uh, identity off of running, even mm-hmm. though we are still just recreational runners. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I would say ninety-eight percent, ninety-nine percent of the people that show up to these these big city races pay to pay to run in them. You yeah. know, we we pay to to get to them. We pay to to for lodging and all of that. So yeah. you want that race to be a culmination of your training. So you do want to perform. Mm-hmm. But you also want that race to be a celebration of the training that you made it through, right, and you want right. it to be enjoyable. You right, don't want to right. get out there overtrained, and you're just yeah. like, for one, you're not hitting the paces you want, and for two, it's super hard. So it's like, I came out here to be let down emotionally and put through the ringer physically, yeah. Yeah. and I paid for this race. I paid for this race registration to come out here. And when I cross the finish line, my finish line pick is not going to be fired because <laughs> I, I, it was it was it was terrible. I struggled the whole way. Yeah. So that's another reason why you would rather, you know, keep it a little on the conservative side yeah. and go out and nail that time, join it, feel accomplished, flex at the end, feel like, and then when you finish, it it to me, I like to finish thinking, man. I probably could have took mm. two or three seconds off each mile rather right. than finishing like, huh, I, I got out way too fast and I paid for it at the end. You know, yeah. you it, you want to leave a bit in the tank for that kick. Yeah. So so when you get later in that race, you see those people, you start picking them off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just it's just building your confidence and you roll into the next training plan knowing I'm capable of doing more yeah. rather than you roll into that next training plan like, 
am I ever going to get back to where I was? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mindset is a huge thing with running, and if you go into the go into a training plan or go into a race with with negative thoughts or feeling down already, you kind of already putting yourself at a disadvantage. So you want to stay confident, and you can do that by having a good race, in turn from having a good training block. Right. And it's just it all it all it's just like life. Everything it builds on top of each other so the decision you make today affects that race down the road and yep. it affects that race two years from now or whenever you decide to hang up your running shoes you can look back on your your running career and say you know i i gave it all i, I gave it all i had mm-hmm. and i enjoyed myself doing it you know right, you don't right. want to look back and be like wow i really spent all this time running and i never really liked it you right, know, right. That, no. yeah i mean um I think yeah, I think the best the the best advice that I've been given like in this in this training block um and is just patience, you know? And it's like patience applies to everything. Like if you're in a if you're running a a strength workout or or like an interval day or whatever it is, you know, you got to be patient in that warm up and you got to be patient in those uh you know, those recovery you know, quarter miles or miles or whatever it is, you know? You got to be patient in the whole training, you know, each week by week. Like you said, you got to be thinking about, you can't just be about today. You got to be patient with yourself and know that you're building onto something. Even even more macro, you got to be patient at this race because you're trying to race another race eventually, you know, and you want to be better at that race. So like like you said, it, it, running is just like life. And if you can look at everything like as a stepping point to the next thing, instead of just thinking like this is the end all be all, I got a PR. You need to get out of this race healthy, strong, and finish the way you'd like to at least, so you can take some positive notes and you know work into that next training block. But, bro, you uh, you're, you're the best guest that I've ever had, so I really appreciate it. <laughs> nah, you ain't gotta say all that. Yeah, bro. you. I'm uh, glad I was able to fill in. No, no, you did. You did good. I'm, I'm glad that you. I finally got. I coerced you to be on the show randomly, and thanks you. Thank you for helping a man down and uh, jumping on the show dope conversation um and we definitely have to do you know do that idea with um the four or five of us talking uh prior to to glass city because i think that that would be a fire little episode so keep training bro i'm sure i won't see you for a real long time um but yeah keep training i got my my grueling workout to to do later on today but we'll probably click up like thursday or saturday or something like that for sure just let me know all right, man. Thanks, guys, for watching. I can't you. Know, this is dope. Thank. Oh, hey, Dante. What's up, muscles? Uh, but yeah. So yeah, hit me up, bro. Uh, thank thank everybody for watching. This is the Run Eat Sleep Show. Make sure you stay patient with yourself, uh, and learn and grow, and tune into the next episode. Peace. Thank you so much, Aaron, for joining the show. I felt like that was a great episode. I had a really good time talking to you. Um, like I said, go follow Aaron. Great dude. Um, follow his journey. He's going to be running Glass City Half Marathon on April 25th. Um, he has a goal. He probably didn't say it on the show because he doesn't like doing that type of thing. But I can tell you, he's trying to PR. Uh, go watch it. I mean, you can't watch the show, the thing live, but go, go follow him. He'll post it, I'm sure. And if he doesn't, I will. Uh, anyway, so follow, follow him. Follow Chip Time Running. Mash that subscribe button. All that good stuff. Love you guys. Run, eat, sleep, and repeat.